0: Dear Patriarchy Podcast. My name is Lisa. I'm Jennifer. Welcome. We are are here on the second episode of the second series and we are going to talk about gaslighting, which is a term that we hear a lot. It gets used in our sort of modern day lexicon very frequently, but not everybody understands fully what it means. Jenny, what's your experience of gaslighting?
1: Oh gosh,
0: <laughs> um, very real.
1: That is like such a big question because I feel like a lot of what happens with women in the workforce. Well, there's there's pay disparity, right? Yes. And then there's how we expect women to have experience when we just uh, let men have promise, which is very a major true. gaslighting. Yes. And I see so many women get shut down because of that. And I'll, I'll go into each. I'm sure we'll talk about each one of these things. Indeed. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then the next thing is anything that has to do with kind of sexual harassment, discrimination, yeah. all of that stuff. I think women are told across the board that they are crazy or they're, it's not happening the way they ha- it, it is happening to them. Mm. Um, what, they're, what they're experiencing is not valid. Just basically the questioning of or questioning or dismissing of women's lived experiences. Absolutely. Um, and unfortunately I find that many women are just self-conscious enough. They have just enough doubt in themselves that a lot of times these microaggressions are extremely successful in shutting women down. This Absolutely. Time. So, I mean, I have a ton of like anecdotal experience and stories I could tell, but I don't know if you wanted to hop in with like your statistics or. Yep, um, I
0: do. I do. Oh, cool. So First of all, I think we need to talk about what gaslighting is, and it is a form of psychological abuse where a person or group makes someone question their sanity, perception of reality, or memories. People Mm -hmm. that experience gaslighting often feel confused, anxious, and and unable to trust themselves. One thing that I want to tie into gaslighting, because gaslighting is something that is particularly useful on women, uh, particularly in the corporate world, but one of the things that ties into that is the fact that one in three women globally, so around 736 million women around the world, have been subjected to physical or sexual violence. Now, part of experiencing that thing, that kind of thing in your life is that gaslighting goes with that. So if you have an experience of sexual or physical violence, either by a intimate partner or a non-partner, that, puts you in a position where you are far more easily gaslit because gaslighting goes hand in hand with abuse of this kind. You get told that what happened to you didn't really happen or it wasn't as you remembered it or it wasn't what you thought that it was.
1: Yeah. How so- many times do we see like the rebuttal being like, well, it was completely consensual. Oh yeah. Like Absolutely. no, dude, it wasn't. She's saying that it wasn't. Well, and yeah, it matters. And
0: you were asking for it, and you have to go th- start thinking, but I really didn't. I really don't think that I did. and you get put back in these situations of mm-hmm. self-doubt. Are your memories correct? Did you do what you thought you did, or has someone remembered it more accurately than you? right? Mm -hmm. So the gaslighting is very strong there. If you are one of the one in three women um, that has experienced sexual or physical violence, the gaslighting is strong for you anyway. When you step foot in the corporate world, then it really, really hits you. So women in the corporate world, Jenny, you called it microaggressions, which I really like the use of that term because microaggressions, which is something that we've talked about, Um, again, it's a form of abuse because you're actually telling someone that you're behaving in a way that is obviously, as the word says, aggressive, but on such a small scale that people question whether what's happening is actually happening to them or not, Mm -hmm. right? So just in general, there are a bunch of different little things that happen to women Most women, if not all women, on a daily basis, that is the microaggression, that abuse of gaslighting. So Mm -hmm. when you get told that your health problems are all in your head, yeah, this is very common for women. Oh, I'm sure it doesn't hurt that much. I'm sure it's absolutely fine. I'm sure it's not as bad as you said it was, right?
1: Or my personal favorite, which I've recently got, you're 41. This is just your new normal. There we go. That's your new normal.
0: Mm -hmm. As a woman, as a new mother, if you have children... This is just what it feels like now for you. I'm so so, Mm sorry. Not even I'm so sorry. That's just what it is. Mm -hmm. So just take it, right? How dare you? Complain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that one. How about when you speak out about sexism? This isn't right. I can see someone behaving in a way. And they go, no, no, no. That's just Steve. That's just how he is. You do not perceive reality the way you should. Mm -hmm. That is another way that you get gaslit, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, And actually, sorry, tying back into the health concern Anything that we talk about when we talk about PMS, right? Being a little bit stressed out, being a little bit emotional, having cramps, getting whatever, whatever your signs are for PMS. And this is obviously specifically for women who menstruate. If you are talking about anything to do with PMS, how often in those conversations, do you, or PMT as it's called over here, um, how often does that get dismissed? Oh, please, it happens to you every month. Oh, my goodness, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, that ties into the medical thing. Here's one that I really love is when oh, you get God. told to calm down.
1: Mm-hmm. Honey, calm
0: down.
1: You don't have yeah. to get so emotional about it. There we it. go.
0: That's the good. That's the big ticket item there. Emotional, mm-hmm. hysterical. Mm-hmm. That the trope of the hysterical woman. So, if a man raises his voice, he's authoritative. He's in charge. He's in control. A woman raises her voice. She she's, is, well, she's lost. She's awesome. out of control. She's out of control. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. out of control. And how about the gaslighting of when you get made to be ashamed of standing up for yourself? Mm. Why I did, you did that right. I make this about you Don't you. make this about you. I did that thing really well. You no didn't congratulate mentioned. me. You didn't mm-hmm. thank me. Yeah. All of those things. I mean, kind of tying back into what I, I started off with, with the physical and um, sexual violence is also when women stay in abusive relationships, right? Yeah. The gaslighting is very, very strong there. And you get gaslit about how you feel about yourself, what you what you actually are like as a person and, and what you deserve. That's a big deal too, right? Absolutely. What you deserve in your life. Yeah.
1: I think that this subject more than any other is really the foundation of what started our work and what, you know, what has encouraged us to keep going is the gaslighting that we see, not just in our own professional careers, but in those around us. And women are leaving the workforce en masse and not returning anytime soon. Because their jobs don't exist anymore. We've been set back, the statistic is what, 10 years for women's um, equality. And even that, like, as we come out of Women's History Month, like, even though that was presented many times, you can tell that people aren't taking it seriously. This is a huge deal. It's a huge problem. Like, women have had to leave the workforce because they've had to go home and take care of the kids. Yep. And while some people say, well, that's what you signed up for when you had kids. Like, that's not, that's not how this works. A woman's place is not in the home. It's in wherever she chooses for it to be.
0: Sorry, and can I just say that that is an excellent piece of gaslighting, by the way. That phrase of women's place being in the home—where does that even come from? Do we know?
1: Is that biblical? I mean, I'm sure it has biblical roots, but it's probably some Puritanism, like early yeah. Quaker situation. Well, no, or probably. I mean, let's look it up. Okay. So I, but I just want to say that, like, so many times when I've been passed over or pulled to, I had a situation where I, I, and I joined a new company working for bosses I'd followed and I was given a huge opportunity at the onset of that job to do a huge project that my manager at the time wasn't comfortable with me taking over because he never really allowed me to do much. He was not a good manager and always kind of tried to clip my wings for whatever reason. Okay. Someone in his family passed and he had to leave. And so I had to so I was thrust into the leadership seat of the project and did a great job. I mean, obviously. when to make war, it about you, it got, a, got a glass trophy that like is collecting dust somewhere. And at the end of that, I felt this sense of anxiety and like just I had this forward motion. I, I felt this huge rush of kind of adrenaline and forward propulsion because I had achieved what I knew I could. And I knew that I wasn't going to get another chance with this manager. And so I went above him. And I said to his manager, and I said, "Listen, I did this thing. I'm not going to be given another opportunity unless you move me out of my my role or you give me another project. I I I proved to you that I can do this. I you've you've given me an award. You wrote to the CEO of the company, like you gave me this award. Like you need to move me. I knew that I had that something had to happen because I was stuck. Yeah, I didn't my, know that, Jenny. That's okay. my well. It's with Bob and Steve at YP oh, when I won um, the honey. award. Yeah, yeah, and of so." Course. I had accomplished this huge initiative with flying colors. Me, my name was on it. My name was all over it. I won an award for it. And I was told, be patient. Your time will come. Don't worry. Mm. We'll give you opportunities as they, we'll give you better opportunities as they are as well, fitting, whatever. Yeah. And it all went back to normal. And yep. I never got another opportunity again. And the only reason I got that opportunity was because, the person above me that was holding me down and held me down for the two years I was at that company was out of the picture. No matter how many people I went to above him, beside him, around him, no matter how many things I took on, just hoping to get another chance, it never happened for me. And that's kind of been a refrain that has echoed through my career because I know what I'm capable of and I've always tried, have always been super ambitious, but I've always been told, just be patient. It will come. Okay. Like the head pat. Run along. You'll yeah. get your chance. And the funny thing is that same boss, like the same two levels up boss had told me when I was like in my mid thirties or early thirties, you have to do something spectacular with your career right now. Otherwise you will, ne- you'll get lost in the wash. Yeah. You'll never get another chance. I remember you saying that And that... As that, well. that and that has always haunted me because every time I've said, give me this chance, I can do this. I will show you over and over again. I've been told you'll get your chance. You're not ready. When I've seen men who are not as educated as I am, who are not as experienced as I am, who are not as fucking fabulous as I am, would mm-hmm. get placed in roles and opportunities that I could do with my eyes closed, my hands tied behind my back. Hmm. Which is basically that's what being a woman is. Yep. In the mm-hmm. workforce, I could do it with all the hindrances that they placed upon me, all the millstones around my neck. If we want to get biblical, in and heels and backwards. Well, of course, in heels and going and backwards. backwards yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um. And here's the thing. That's real. And I have questioned myself throughout my career. Why am I not getting these opportunities? Taking that, taking a step back and going, okay, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to reflect on myself and like try to change whatever and be whatever they want me to be so I get this opportunity. However, that opportunity didn't come. And this is the plight of so many women in the corporate world. And this is why we started this podcast. This is why we wrote the book. And this is why we're doing what we're doing because what you are feeling at work, just like the, we just posted a graphic on our Instagram that said, if you are feeling like you're gas being gaslight, you are. If you feel like you're being passed over for opportunities, you are. If you're feeling like your workplace is toxic, it fucking is. Absolutely. Trust yourself. And we tell you all the time, if you're feeling these things, if you're feeling, if you like, whatever, like document everything. And so the reason I want to talk about the microaggressions in this is that like all these little things add up and, but, and turn into the concrete walls that are built around you that keep you beneath where you should be. So in all of that, you need to trust your gut and trust yourself. And when you're feeling all these things, they're real, they're real. And don't you let anyone tell you that they're not. And if you need to go to another company, you need to fucking go to another company.
0: You know, I like to say it.
1: You got, well, miss. Got to call it. <laughs> you got to know when to hold
0: him and know when to fold him. Am I right, Willie? Know when to walk away, know when to run. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I can just tell you, by the way, I really loved what you said. And actually, I didn't know some of that story, which is fantastic. So thank you for sharing that, Jenny. That was Are you excellent. mad too now? I am mad, but like I'm constantly <laughs> mad. I mean, that's my that's my waking existence as a... Ambitious working mother. Um, I'm always angry. Oh. So that phrase or a variation of the phrase of women's places in the home is attributed to the Greek playwright Aeschylus, who decreed back in 467 BC, let women stay at home and hold their peace. So he's a motherfucker. But also. Hold their
1: what? Hold peace? their
0: Hold their peas. Hold their peace. Huh. So we can talk about this all day long. You know me, I like to talk about the history of the patriarchy and especially how the role of women was not recorded in history. So we have been 50% of the population for the majority of our existence, if not all of our existence, and we are recorded in 0.5% of all historical documentation. So it's almost like we don't really fucking exist, but there we go. What I wanted to also say is when you are in the corporate environment, you might be thinking, well, this is just how it is, right? Someone's not gaslighting me. They're just... They're just hard to get along with. They're just hard to deal with, right? Let me give you some things that you can look for that are signs that you're being gaslit. And we are also going to put all the links for all of the articles and all the information that we're talking about here. So you can have a look yourself and check into it and and see what what resonates with you and what doesn't. But persistent negative narrative, right? So this is about the person that's being gaslit's performance, credibility, product, Mm. or service. This is based Mm -hmm. on personal judgment and biased accusations, not facts and validity, right? So when someone makes something personal about you at work, I just don't really like the way they come across. That's not a fact and that therefore is not valid. They are not Mm -hmm. saying the the things that she says are not true. I have checked them. They are not fact-based. You're just getting a feeling. I don't like the way she comes across. She's manipulative. She's too strong. She comes across as too much. Negative narrative. Persistent negative gossip about someone's professional or personal characteristics, right? That's very passive aggressive. We all know how that does. That's that water cooler talk that really can Mm -hmm. take a turn and become negative. I mean, we've talked about it before. Gossip is, that's a hard one, right? I know that we as women like to communicate. We're big on communication and we like to talk and that's how we can work things out. And if you have an issue with another woman, sometimes you need to speak to another woman to talk about those kind of things. But something that I know that Jenny, you and I are, we always battle with because of where we come from. We come from a very gossipy place. And so it was always taught to us as this is your social interaction. That's how you socially interact yeah. with the women is you gossip about other women. Mm-hmm. That is a really hard habit to break. And it is right. not good for you.
1: No. So, you and, know, and you can't, we like, as, as women who are activists, like we can't be tearing other women down to. No. No, just like we weren't really going to talk about her, but it empowered
0: women empower women, right? Yeah. They don't blame their staff and not apologize for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Um, so persistent negative public comment or publicity. So this is when it becomes much more obvious, right? So branding, smearing, falsehoods, exaggerations. Again, it's not based on concrete evidence or facts, But it's all done to damage the person's professional credibility and professional Mm -hmm. and and personal reputation, right? Mm -hmm. And then we get that negative humor and sarcasm, right? Someone who likes to tease and mock and belittle and marginalize the person Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. being gaslit, it's usually followed by, I'm just kidding. It's just a joke. Where's your
1: sense of humor, Susan? Why can't Mm -hmm. I make this joke with you? I've heard that yep. so much. I'm sorry. I just can't. I love the idea. I've seen this on a few different posts about like sexual humor, but also I think it, it fits here as well. Like, where's the joke? Can you explain it to me? Oh, I love that. It's so good. I love but it. Rather than, rather than like explain allowing it, it to yeah. belittle you, like you're you're flipping it around and saying, can you explain that for me? I, I love and this. I
0: love yeah. this tactic. And it's something I would never have thought to do, and yet it's so simple. No.
1: Oh my God, I wish I... There's so many situations I feel like I would have loved to have said that.
0: I'm thinking of an instance that happened to me six months ago of being on a Zoom call and listening to some man make a sexist joke. And I should have said, can you explain? I don't understand that. And then Mm -hmm. all of the men that were on that Zoom call, because I was the only woman, would have all laughed and like gone red. But just persisting in saying, I don't understand it. Please Mm -hmm. explain it. And I'm sure they would have gone... Oh well, if you don't get it, then it's obviously over your head. No, no, I I want you to explain it to me so I can laugh too. Yeah. Explain it to me. Um
1: yeah, so the humor is bad.
0: So bad. But here's the next one that I really love, and I know that you're gonna your ears are gonna ting, is persistent <laughs> <a tang-tang>.
1: per- <laughs> persistent
0: professional exclusion. The good old mm-hmm. boys' club, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The glass ceiling, whatever you want to call it. But it's when you recognize that you are being persistently left out of networking professional development promotion advancement my but, god leadership But it doesn't
1: necessarily have to be a <laughs> boys club because there there are a lot of pick me girls that will go along with the uh
0: yeah but they're only going to get so far status you still
1: quo. you can do no, what i mean Yes. There are women that may, that the women that say, well, I've never experienced that. I get paid just as much as men. Like the the, the women that are hell bent on downplaying any type of sexist behavior in an effort to be part of that inner circle and whether yeah. or not they are actually, whether or not that boot is on their neck, they're going to pretend yeah. like it's not. Yeah. And I think a lot of times those women make other women, those women's gaslighting is sometimes the most effective. Yeah. Because you feel like, well, if she's not, then am I? Yeah. Because if she's not experiencing it, then maybe I'm not. Yeah. There is that
0: pervasive woman to woman gaslighting Mm -hmm. that is really, really damaging and painful. So when we talk about these things that have happened to us, but we also talk about things that haven't, specifically happen to us but we know that they happen and we want to talk about them because they're important mm. so systemic racism is is the biggest one that's that's yeah. resting in my head right now just because at your company you don't see it happening that doesn't mean it's not happening yeah and if you can go online and you can see people talking about things like i know i i've spoken or i've written about this the sewell report that happened in the uk which is like the prime piece of racial gaslighting that could ever be written, which is basically saying that the UK is a, is a nation that should be set out as a way for other nations to follow in anti-racism which it Mm. couldn't be further from the truth because all they're doing is saying that systemic racism and institutionalized racism doesn't exist when it absolutely does. So all of the people who have experienced it now, when they speak up, there's an amazing article um, that a writer I'd never read before. She was amazing. I think her name is Yasmin. I can't remember her last name, but I'm going to, I'm going to find it and I'm going to post a link to it. She said, now what do I do post this report? Because if I say, because she's a, she's a woman of color. If I say that systemic racism does exist, I'm the person that's creating the problem. That Mm -hmm. gaslighting has been so fantastically thought out. The fact that they, that eight of the 10 or 12 people that wrote that report or commissioned that report were from black minority ethnic backgrounds they chose their people to write it so well Mm. because they use that gaslighting that is so strong it hasn't or they're saying it hasn't happened to me i don't see it happening so it cannot be happening that is such a Mm -hmm. damaging narrative to make your personal experience and i don't think for a second that the people that commissioned that report have never experienced systemic racism I think there's a serious whitewash and that pun is intended of what is happening in this country that they are willing to accept that in order to get further ahead in their careers, which tallies in with what you're talking about anyway with the pick me girls, Jen. When you have that narrative, when you choose to back that narrative of I haven't seen it, it hasn't happened to me, so it must not be happening. You're Mm -hmm. damaging so many people. You couldn't be any more sexist you couldn't be any more racist than when you use that narrative. So, right, so then then we move on to persistent and, and actual verifiable bullying, right, and intimidation mm-hmm. in the workplace, mm-hmm. which, again, maybe not all of us have experienced. I've not had anybody intentionally bully me, like physically bully me, or bully Mm -hmm. me with words, they've done it in a much more roundabout, threatening kind of a way. Mm -hmm. Um, You've had experiences of, well, obviously, Jenny, you've had your sexual harassment experience, and also Mm -hmm. the woman that you worked with who was just full-on bullying you.
1: Mm -hmm. That really spun you around, didn't it? I remember... Yeah. It's only been just recently. Yeah. I mean, I left that job in October and it's only been just recently that I've like come out from under it. Cause she just, no matter what I did, it was wrong. No matter what I did, she's like, I don't know how you've done with this work before. Cause you're just not catching on and you just don't understand. And like everyone else on the team was like, wow, you're doing some amazing work. And I was like, what is what going, is going on? on? Yeah.
0: And that's <laughs> that feeling um, of gaslighting, isn't it? What mm-hmm, is going mm-hmm. on? Is that constant refrain I don't yeah. know what level is. I don't know where the neutral is. Right. right? Well, at
1: the end, at the end, it came to a head because I just said, I don't know what you want yeah. because I'm giving you what you want. Yeah. And you, I'm not going to do any more work until you tell me exactly what you want because I've given you what you said you wanted and it's not right. So, and that's when she lost her mind. But with the sexual harassment, the bullying that I had after I reported it to the man I reported, he would come and stand really close to me at my desk. And, like, oh, Jenny. kind of, like, block me in my cubicle and, like, talk really slowly about projects he wanted me to do, all while smiling really big. Mm. Um, and he would, like, take up space in the hallways so I would have to, like, smash myself against a wall just so he could pass without touching me. And so yeah. that was, like, that was bullying. And I didn't even feel like I could report it because it was so ridiculous. I was supposed to report anything that happened after I reported sexual harassment because he had been told just to be professional with me.
0: Anyway. I will always say... When you are experiencing this, and look, I know, Jenny, before you say anything, (laughs) you got to know when to call it, right? Yep. Let's always say that. Let's always put that out there because that is really important. But we do know.
1: Yep. But we do know that in order to call it, you have to get your ducks in a row.
0: You do. You have to make sure that you're lined up and you know what you want to do next. And that doesn't mean you have to know exactly what you're going to do day by day, but you have to kind of formulate a plan of how you're going to make your life... How, how you're gonna make this change because leaving work is a big decision. Leaving a job is a big decision, financially, emotionally. Look, starting new jobs is frightening. It's something that you have to prove yourself again. It isn't fun, um, especially, well, not especially, but just as an added aside, if you do have children and you do need flexibility, when you ask at a new work, at new work for these kind of flexible things, the concern is that you look less
1: professional. But that's not real. That's not reality. No. no. But it kind of is. And also, some people don't get their ducks in a row before they quit a job. Some people no. get into a situation that's so fucking crazy and terrible that they just walk out. And that's been my case. Yeah. And thankfully, it's worked out yeah. for me. So you know, get your ducks it. in a row
0: or don't. <laughs> but... But try, try with those ducks. Um, <laughs> and just, just if you have an experience where it's not the entire workplace, you just have certain people who are gaslighting you or something like that. So you want to stay in the job, but you want to understand how to possibly move past the gaslighting, right? The first thing you need to do is come back to the truth, right? Right. You need to take a step back and maybe that's taking a week off or having a sabbatical or whatever you need to be so that you remove yourself from toxic behavior. You remove yourself from a toxic setting so that you can remember what is true about you. Yeah, give yourself the distance. Yes. And you need distance. You need quiet. You need time. So it you're not necessarily going to be able to do that. Maybe you could do it over a weekend if you go on like a meditative yoga retreat or something like that. I've got no idea, but you need to get back to the truth. You need to get back to reality somehow. Never, ever, ever go and meet your gaslighter alone. Don't meet them at a bar. Don't meet them for coffee. Don't meet them anywhere privately, anything like that. If you do have to meet with them, bring someone with you, someone you can trust and someone who is based in your same reality, i.e. the real reality, she said coherently. (laughs) jenny has said this before keep documentation document everything you possibly can that's a even if it seems known. dumb
1: yes especially States if it times seems dumb all that of you it. remember if you don't remember days and times just write it down you'll want all of it. every
0: absolutely everything and make sure that you save it on something that is not employee owned right um sorry yeah. employer owned So if you have a work phone, don't save it on that because you'll need to return that if you get fired or if something happens, right? So make sure, like Jenny said, dates, times, people involved. If you can write down direct quotes, that's amazing. Nothing is too small to record. Always make sure if it made you feel uncomfortable, write it down and record it. And this is a really big one is knowing your rights. So Mm. it takes five, 10 minutes, maybe a bit longer, but just look up your employee-based rights in the U.S., There's the Equal uh, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. So there's a definition of workplace harassment, which you can look up. You can also go to eeoc.gov for more information. So you can learn about that. Attorneys can help you that specialize in workplace rights in the UK. Employment law covers a lot of different things. So there's age discrimination, bullying, harassment, disability, discrimination on race, religion, sex and gender, dismissal and employee like grievances, employment contracts, equal pay, holiday pay, all that stuff. There are a lot of laws in the UK. If you are worried that something, some part of your employment is being infringed upon by your employer or by another employee, There are amazing resources through the government that you can check. There's also employment law specialists will help you. We'll put some things in the show notes so that you can find them. You need to make sure that you have the information that you need to at hand. It doesn't take long. And if you really feel like you have a case and you have a little bit of extra money where you can invest in this because you feel strongly about it, then hiring a professional to help support you through the process of unlawful termination or whatever you think is going on at your work, you need to hire the people that you need. If you feel like that's where you're at,
1: right? So I actually did talk to a lawyer when I had reported the sexual harassment and I lost a, a baby well into my second trimester. I still believe to this day it was due to the stress of that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll never know. And I did speak with a lawyer and she said, I am, I would be happy to represent you on this case you have to know that they're going to try to tear you apart. The case was based on the fact that I lost the baby because of the stress of it. Okay. And she said, if we want to do, she's like, I just want to let you know that it's going to be, it's going to be a really hard process. And so I decided at that time that it wasn't worth it for me that I wanted, that I would rather just kind of fight it with the state and just get unemployment, even though I chose to leave the job. So for me, it wasn't the right time. And also I was in California at that time in California and New York, I think have the strongest like employee rights, Okay, but other States you're, you're not, not in great shape. So okay. it depends. It really depends on your rights really depend on which state you're in. And unfortunately, a lot of States, especially red States are going backwards as far as women, women's rights are concerned. So, you know, I don't know. I don't really know how to put a positive spin on that, but if you go to your employment site on your government website. There are resources there okay, um, to kind of help you understand what your rights are as an employee. So,
0: Okay, so we can post some links for the U.S. And then for the U.K., um, we'll do ACAS, um, which will help you get legal advice. And there's also the possibility of getting uh, legal support through different um charities in the UK. If you feel like that's something that you want to do, as Jenny so rightfully put, it will be a big emotional drain. But sometimes there are situations that you feel like you have the emotional energy for. Jenny, obviously you were in a position where you 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 just couldn't give that.
1: No. And no. I. there are times when I feel kind of a pulling, like I wish I would have done it. But okay. other times, like right now, honestly, I just didn't have the bandwidth and that would have not It was already such a hard situation and I got a minor victory with my unemployment. Yeah. Okay. I just had to, you know, I just had to let that one go. You had to know when to call it. Mm Mm-hmm. Good job, Jen. Walk away. Walk away. So. So that's gaslighting.
0: It is. And I just want to say this became really important to me in the last couple weeks when I had this sort of mental breakthrough about the Mm. connection between trauma. So sexual trauma and gaslighting and how those two things are really interlinked and how once you question one part of your reality, it's very easy to question others. And I want to just go back quickly and touch on something when I said you need to go back And find your reality. That can be a journey as well. If you have a history of trauma of any kind, your reality is going to be something that you have to sort of follow the breadcrumb trail back to where it all began. And that is not something you can do in a day or a week or a month. So it's all about a journey of being really true to yourself and what that looks like. And I'm not really sure where that was going, but I felt like it was important to say.
1: No, it is important because if you, if you have, if you're listening to this and you're realizing, wait a second, these things that I'm holding to be true Mm. about myself, wait a second. That's not true.
0: Yeah. I got those things from someone else.
1: Between 60 and 80 cents on the dollar for men. Like We are severely underrepresented in the workforce because of what's happened in covid Like Mm -hmm. women are not given the same opportunities as men for promotion in most places. Like these are true things. There are statistics. Yeah, There are, we're not making this up. Yeah, And I think generationally, a lot of women like to say, you, you ladies have it so much better than we did just because they had it like so shitty and their sexual harassment was prevalent in that time. Doesn't make what we are facing in the corporate world any less important. And the fact that we still need to fight. Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't want my daughters to have to fight this fight. I'm fighting the fight of the 1960s and the, in the 1800s. Like we're, we're, there have been women fighting for all of these things all along and they are not represented in history. So of course you don't know about them. This is not a new fight. This has been going on forever. The patriarchy has been in charge for forever. Toxic masculinity has been killing men for forever. And and, women (laughs) and well, I mean, whatever women don't matter. Like it just, (laughs) I just would urge you to think through the truths that you hold about yourself and challenge those because a lot of self-defeating behavior really isn't because we want to defeat ourselves. It's because we've been gaslit from so many sources that we start to believe things. As a very, from, from a very young age, we're taught to make people happy, don't make people uncomfortable, smile and nod, look pretty, smooth your skirt. Like all the, from the very beginning, we're taught those things. Yeah. And it just is piled on through school and through our working lives. And here we are in the corporate world being held back and thinking, wait a second, it's not fair because it's not. So I just, I just want to say like with all of this information, if you're the cogs are starting to turn, if the wheels are turning in your head and you're starting to wonder like if what Lisa said, that, that, that journey back to reality, like where you are, you deserve a successful career. You deserve for your hard work to pay off. This is not a meritocracy. Capitalism is not about propelling the worker forward. So we have to fight. We have to be, we have to find that path to reality. I really like that. You said that Lisa, find that path to reality and then figure out what support you need to get to a place where you're in a healthy, non-toxic situation. As always, we're here for you. Yes. Patriarchypod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We've gotten some, several great emails. We're going to get to them. We just, there's a lot going on just like everyone else. And we are, we're experiencing growth a little bit more than we had imagined. And we're recalibrating right now. So dear patriarchy pod at Gmail and Facebook patriarchy underscore pod at Twitter, trying to get better about that. Lisa has an amazing, well, we both have an amazing TikTok account, because Lisa's my little amazing tiktoker um so anyway we're here for you if you are stuck or looking for resources we are happy to help you find them if you want to see the links for the articles in this episode they're always in the show notes yes so <clears throat> you can find that in our link tree on our instagram and wherever you download this podcast the show notes are there yeah so They're all in there. They're all in there. Yeah, drop us a
0: line if you have an experience you want to talk about. Obviously, we've been through
1: a fair bit because we're
0: just over 20 years of experience working in construction and tech and finance, so we have a lot of anecdotal things that have happened to us, um, and we'd love to hear from you, and we'd love for you to share if you feel comfortable doing so and we just want you to know that we're a safe place mm. and we would love it if you'd share what we talk about so that other women know that this is a safe place for them too yes well absolutely. on that note
1: so with that love light <laughs> good and night,
0: good night.